Welcome to Practically a Fabringen, a podcast about life, about getting real, and about Chabad Hasidus. Here's our hosts, Menachem Poznanski and Rabbi Meir Prager. Hey, and welcome back. It's Menachem Poznanski. It's great to be back after Pesach. Hope you all had a good holiday. We are really excited to jump back in. If you remember a couple weeks ago, we are up to Perak. Oh, I forgot. Uh, just before we start, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star review. Share with all your friends. Word of mouth is the best way to spread the good word. All right, so right in the beginning of Perak Bays. And last time we discussed the idea of Chelek al Mamish. And now we're jumping in to why the Balatanya adds in an idea from the Rambam, which is that God is Hamada Vahayodeya Vahayadua, the thinker, the thought, and the information. Let's hear from Mayor. Last we left off with was the Chilk al Mamish. It's part of God. They were part of God. But it's counter... The way we think, it's completely opposite. Because in our world, there is things. This is one, this is two, this is three, this is... You say your kid, you know, my, my kid came from, is part of me. I understand, but now he's got his own life and he's doing his own thing and he's not really part of me anymore. Right. So there's an, inherent, there's an inherent understanding that even though something came from something, it doesn't mean that it still remains with that. There's a relationship. I have, you know, I have emotions to my son, my son to me, no matter what, and we can never get past those things. We have, there's a bond but at the same time, we're living two separate lives. And sometimes, unfortunately, even kids don't get along with the parents. But so it's the concept of being one is nice verbiage, but it's not something that's real in our world. So when we say, so you can also think that maybe that's the way it is also. It's like, yeah, we came from God, but now we're not there anymore and, and maybe we have to foster the relationship and come back and bring back but you know <clears throat> there is a disconnect so what you're saying is that the the concept of can be seen in a, in a less severe form and we can kind of fall into a, a pattern of thinking that tells us that it's kind of less severe in the same way that we're like one with our parents or one with other people okay it's nice that's nice we're one with god okay 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 Right. And then, okay, let's move on. Right. And we go back to our association or the mental state of separation with God. Right. So like even when we uh, validate or affirm our, our sense of connectedness with God, we can always fall back into that state of separation. Right. So Dalteber quotes a part of the Rambam which is quoted actually a number of times in Tanya because it seems to be a pillars of understanding and the relationship with God, is the verbiage that the Rambam uses in the beginning. You say the Ater when he speaks about the, uh, the mitzvah, the first mitzvah, the foundational mitzvah of knowing God. He says the words, which means he's the knower, he's the knowing, and he's what we're trying to understand. He's right. all three beings. And then he says right away, it's beyond the scope of man to understand. Because any time we're thinking of something, there's me, I'm, you know, we're trying to understand something. There's right. my, a thought process, a logic. That's a second entity. I might not use this logic. I might use a different logic. And then there's what I'm thinking about. Right. And it's three different entities. 
The Rambam says, that's only in our world. He says, in, by God, all these three is the same. It's all Him. And that's beyond our understanding. What, do you, what does he mean beyond this? It's not a question just that it's too deep. It's completely against everything that our fabric of being, because everything we know, everything we deal with, is by limitations, understanding where it is, its place. And when we say its place, we don't just mean physically, but we also uh, conceptually, emotionally, everything has boundaries. This is love, this is hate, this is good, this is bad, this is here, this is up, this is down. Until you understand boundaries of the thing that you're talking about, you don't understand it. If it doesn't have boundaries, it's a mess. The first thing you need to do, hey, you got to figure out what it is. How big is it? Where, what's, what's good? What's bad? We need to know these, uh, these boundaries to truly understand what it is. So like, you're telling me something, so I have to understand what is he trying to tell me? What is it? What, you know, everything is about understanding who you are, who I am. It's all, you talk to your kid, this kid this way, you talk to this kid something a different way. Why? Because they're different. So it's not that what I tell him is wrong for him, for her, and what I tell her is wrong, for, is wrong for him. But the Rambam's saying that that's that's only in our world. By God, everything is him. You know, it's even after there is there is me, you, him, this, and this. At the same time, there's the all different God experiences, and it's all God. And he said it's true. You can't understand this. It's beyond the scope of the human mind to truly understand this concept, but that's what it is. It's all God. Where do we see this? Moshe Rabbeinu, ask God. So, I want to see the truth. He goes, I want to see this. God tells him, Man cannot see me and still exist. That's the point. If you saw this, you would just be me. The Chilko Kama would take over. God has made, the creation was a way where God concealed himself just to create this reality that we're experiencing now that's seemingly independent of God but has a relationship with God. That's not the ultimate truth. That's, that's just our perception of the truth that God has created in, in, in creation because this is the, the venue that he wants us to reconnect to him. True. Okay, so, so what you're saying is we operate within a system, within a, within a universe, a, a paradigm, right, of separation, right? Each person is individuals. There's data that's being, tra- even when you're having a conversation, even when we're connecting on a deep level, we're connecting separately on the same piece of information, or the same song, we're saying, you know, which is song is just another form of data, right? So we're like, we're connecting, but at the end, at the end of the day, there's a me and there's a you. Right, so because we operate within that separation paradigm, God, on the other hand, the Rambam is pointing out is that we need to keep in mind, or we can keep in mind, or we should keep in mind. That's part of what I wanted to ask you about. That God is not operating on that same paradigm. That God is operating on a paradigm of unity, of complete unity. Right, so that there's no separation between the the knower and the knowledge and the thought process. Right, which is. Yeah. Which, which is interesting because in, in my universe, right, in the universe of mindfulness and, and psychotherapy, one of the things that we need to come to understand is that I am not my thoughts. 
Right. Right. Because it's unhealthy for a person to think that they are their thoughts. Because sometimes we have, for a variety of reasons, sometimes we have terrible thoughts. Sometimes we have like all sorts of terrible thoughts. And if we totally identify with our thoughts, you know, it's just overbearing because like uh, we have lusts and, and impulses and all sorts of other things. So one of the a healthy things, so to speak, from a psychological vantage point is to realize that I am not my thoughts. I, I'm not even my brain, right? There's some, I'm something else, right? My brain is a mechanism that I utilize to engage pieces of information, right? And then there's thoughts that flow through my brain. So it's, it's funny. So what you're saying is there's a deconstruction in the context of trying to get a sense of where God's operating from. There's a deconstruction of that. It's like, no, 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 but that's not true for God, right? And, that, and then what you said is fundamentally the reason why it is so the reason why that's true, which is that God operates within a paradigm, or the reason that we operate in a paradigm of, <coughs> of separation, even though the, what you said was that the truth of reality is that we exist within a paradigm of unity, everything is unified within God. The reason why that's the case is because if we weren't to operate in a paradigm of unity, we would cease to exist. Right. Right? We would just wouldn't be here because we would just be... Do we, know we, do we know right? Do we right? know I anymore? Right, exactly. Right, so we would just be like, uh, like the way that the the Tanya describes in Shaykh Vemuna, like it would just be rays of the sun on the surface of the sun, or within the sun. Well, practically speaking, we wouldn't know. That's the point that I'm saying. You just don't know. We right. we 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 have no point of reference. Right. There is okay. nothing there in existence that exists like that. That's his point in the Rambam. There's no other type of existence like that. So therefore, we have no of comparison, which is what the basis of knowledge is, is comparison. Right. So then, okay, so then what's what's the point of that? So what's the point of knowing that, right? It's like, it's like well, God's here, but you can't get there. It's almost like a frustrating that's, thing. That's a very uh, a good question. I'm thinking that the reason is, from a very practical point of view, Maybe we'll take it that way because that's really what our game plan is. Right. Everybody knows, you know, as you know, if it was the book, uh, Men are from Mars, Women are from Venus. Right. We're two different realities. Right. And there's a part of women that we just don't get. And there's a part of men that, that they don't get. But why did God make it like that? And at the same time, there should be one. When you know that there's a part that you just don't get, then you start respecting that other entity. Oh, wow. When you think you have it, and you got it, or it's attainable, you just keep going, I'll get you, I'll get it. And it's all about you. Mm. But when you know that the other entity is, there's an unknown there, for whatever the reason is, our brains are not really wired to understand that particular, women, right. completely, right. same way like we know God, uh, men. Right. So then we have an inherent respect in the conversation. This might be coming from that other place. So let me see, let's try to make a bridge between those two places. Wow. That's what the Rambam wants, I think, wants us to do also. He doesn't just want us to know that uh, it's big. It's bigger than you. You got a good study. Maybe if you went to Yeshiva and Tzvass a little longer, you'll get it. No. This, 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 it's God. There's this whole other reality, real reality, and you don't get. So all of a sudden, when you know that, everything you come, you come, you say, okay, this is all I know now. So all your knowledge is respectful, is humble. Mm. It's not arrogant. 
And that's the prerequisite of how we are there to experience God. So that's why I believe that, that A, that's one very big important that, that, one. That's beautiful, because what you're saying is that it's, <clears throat> um, there's an affirmation in it. You know, I mean, sometimes it can feel like spiritual seeking is like an unending process that I'm, it's just over the next, you know, it's just, it's just over the next, uh, you know, the next ridge. If I just keep going a little bit more, then I'll get the payoff. And what you're saying is like, no, like part of the, part of the comfortability with the relationship is the awareness that there, that there can be all sorts of interaction and engagement, but there's always going to be a separation. And instead of allowing that separation to be a constant source of frustration or a way in which I'm not good enough or you're just not going to get it, it's like, no, you just, you're, you're working on a different paradigm. And you, so you're not going to see it the same way. And that's okay. Right. right. And that to me is, that's a very powerful idea. And, and more so, it's like you would think that if it's a different entity, don't waste your time. So that's why the Ram says, He's part of the path also. You know, keep going. Because this willingness to connect, to try to understand and keep going at it as much as you possibly can with humbleness is the closest and the best way to actually truly become to come to that place where you become one. Right. As an example, using a wife or with God. Right. It's the search. So it's not, he's saying that not to, to, to get you to back off. Right. Keep going, but go with that foundation. Right. But it's more than that. Right. The truth is, there was, God did open up a window, a portal, to see that reality. And that was in the base of Migdash. And that's the story with Nodav They went into the Kodesh HaGadoshim. They, they heard there was, God said, build me, build, you know, build a building, build this edifice. Vishachanti b'seichem, I'll be there. But, but there's levels, and there was very strict rules, how to experience, when to experience. It's not something, because God didn't want to break the, this. He liked the world the way it is. He just wanted to have one place that you could start seeing. You know, every once in a while, when you see the other side, even though it's a glimpse, it's enough to keep the motivation, keep the fight going. Right. And that was the base of Migdash. Nadavavi would try to skip that and go to the sea as it is, and that's why they wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to live. Not because they were punished. It's just the Neshama left them. Like the, the Archaim explains it. It was a spiritual, it was a death of spirituality where they just, they ceased to be them. The Neshama, they couldn't reconnect with reality anymore. Right. The Neshama and the body couldn't come, come back. So there was a portal. There was a place. The Pesach Amigdash. And in the future... That's the times of Mashiach, when we could experience these things together. How? Well, isn't the, isn't the novelty of the Beis HaMikdash and that whole idea is the ability to experience those things without losing, meaning it's like the ability to experience, if we're going to use that language, uh, the language I, I was talking about before, the, the ability to experience the paradigm of unity while remaining in a paradigm of separation. Right. Meaning, it's, Meaning, because that, that's, the, that's the challenge. The challenge is though you're any other Machai. Right. Right? So I can't experience that. If I experience that, then I'll cease to exist. Right? But the whole foundation of what we're talking about here, and we're only in Parak Bays, so we're not far removed from Nisava Kadesh Baruch Right? That the whole idea is to create 
a dwelling space within a lower world, ostensibly what God is looking for in the, or seeking or desiring through creation is this manifestation of unity within separation. I'm going to take your side now and be like more practically speaking. Right. It's like when my, I tell my kids to say thank you to when I give them something and then they're like, and I see the look at what do you have to say thank you for? Because you need to learn, you need appreciation. You need to know how to say thank you, where things came from and not be so, you know, self-centric, so self, you know, all about you. You got appreciation because not only that, you it's just going to be a better life for you. Same thing over here, the base of Migdash, the knowing the, um, the, new, the knowing the Huamada, Huadeh, Huyadua is, is key to, to, to mental development of, uh, of connecting to the truth that we don't, we, we, we stay on path. And that's why it's so important at this point to Tanya to, to mention it. Because we're starting to talk about God. You know, who we are as Jews. No, it's part of something bigger. And only by, by that knowledge, that, innate, that, that deep knowledge, God's, it's just bigger than us. It's not an excuse. It's not, a, like some people say, a muna is like a weakness. It's not, a, a muna is not a weakness. A muna is a point of strength. Because people who only live on, with reason, they fall apart. Second, they don't, they don't got a good reason. They're like, they're like I, I can't continue. But when you know that it's much bigger than you, then you, 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 keep, you keep going at it. You know, I just, there's more. It's not about me. It's a bigger, bigger picture. Who am I, who are they, who you do? It's all God. Every, everything that we're experiencing is God. I don't see it. And the Rambam, the Rambam was quite a smart man. And he said it's impossible for man to understand it. So it, it, keeps, you, it keeps you going. But it's not, Amuna is there to move you forward, but always at the same time, try to figure out as much as you can. Because the whole point is, like dear like you mentioned, is to internalize it and to understand whatever we can. It's not to stay in Amuna. Amuna is there just to break, to break the ceiling, to find there's a new floor. And then right away you put a floor, you make this, you, you dwell in there. And then you, you go to the, you continue with the Amuna for another, for another floor. It's not just to stay, it's just to propel further. What's remarkable about what you're saying is, is that if I was approaching it, if I was approaching it, you know, maybe with my brain, I would say, okay, is coming to tell me that I'm one with God. Is coming to tell me that I'm not one with God. And what you're saying is a little bit the opposite. What you're saying is that practically speaking, you tell me, you tell me like that, I'm one with God. It's like, okay, I'm one with God. It's cute, right? But if you explain to me the separation or the, the disconnection or the, um, the differentiation between the context with which we exist in and the context within which God exists, that actually allows me to feel less separation. It allows me to feel more connected. Kind of almost makes me feel, dis- it's like, okay, whatever. It's cute. Yeah, I'm one with my dad. I'm one with my wife. I'm one- Right, I'm one with. Who Dua tells me that no, 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 there's something going on here. You're trying to connect with an existence that's beyond your complete context. It's not something you're gonna really get, right? And 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 yet is true. 
and yet it's still a journey, and yet we're going to keep going. So it, it we seems are still, like we're still are chelko kama malmamish, right? So so it's it's almost like a very down to earth approach. It's interesting that like you talked about the point of Tanya that you're in, where we're like we're still in the stage where we're really kind of setting the recipe, so to speak, right? As Shaystaub amazingly puts it, like if you look at the, I find that very very empowering when you look at the first section, eight chapters or so of Tanya. It's it's really just giving us a sense of what a human being is before we can describe how a human being might go about the fact of becoming a Bainani or maybe practicing the path of Hasidus, right? It's You have to figure out, so what's a person? Because we think all sorts of things, right? We grow up, it's like in life, you know, we're, we're young kids and we like listen to, you know, if let's say we're coming from a from an observant lifestyle, so we listen to like songs, right? From like, uh, whatever, Uncle Moishi, right? So then we start to look at the world through Uncle Moishi's eyes and then we grow up and suddenly it that's not sufficient, to answer the questions that are coming our way, right? Uncle Moshe is amazing, but like it doesn't really do anything for me when I encounter Auschwitz, right? It's like very difficult. I start to think about it. So we have to mature our perspective if we're going to have a real relationship with God. And that's how we see this process going. And what's really powerful to me about what you're saying is, okay, there's we're really holding two notes at the same time. One is this, and then there's this other piece of, and, and it's really the ability to kind of maintain both of those as we're walking forward. And, and then the powerful point that you made today, that I, just to reiterate, is that the ability to absorb the Huamad of Yodea is actually going to be something that makes me feel closer and not further away. Because it, it just sets the tone for why I feel separated or why I feel like it's beyond me. It's okay if it's beyond you. You're not supposed to understand it. You're operating from a different paradigm on purpose, right? Because that's the whole point. It's still- and it's okay. And actually appreciating the differences is actually going to create more connectedness, not the other way around, in the way that you described, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, right? When you respect that your wife is coming from a different paradigm because she's a woman, right, or a wife or a husband, then you come to appreciate each other more, not appreciate each other less. Right. Right? It's a very powerful idea. It's very, it's beautiful.